here's the thing. God is good, and we are not. <laughs> but God is so good that we are loved. And through his justice and through his goodness, he took care of our sin by placing it on his son, Jesus, so that we could have relationship with him. See, left to our own devices, man, we're some bad apples. We're some rotten scoundrels. We are sinners, y'all. Mm. But there is living proof that God can take what is bad and make it good. He's not finished until our tree is flourishing. We're here to talk about it all. The rise, the fall, the faith, the fear, the good, the bad, the wins, the losses, life, love, and all of the above. And we're here to have fun while we do it. This is the Bad Apples Podcast. <laughs> Let's go. There's nothing more pot, Bad Apples <laughs> Podcast than you uh, turning coffee into a shaker and making it a musical instrument. <laughs> I stand by it. <laughs> you did. And it's great. And it sounded amazing. Yeah, so this is the long-awaited stuff. Like, yeah. This is the fermented coffee. This is the fermented coffee, guys. From Yemen. Yemenia is what it says. From the... Oh, it's not from Yemen? No, well, I mean, it might be, but it's it's like Yemenia. Oh, is that what they call it? I don't know. There's There's a lot of stuff here I can't read. Yeah. Anyway. Mad Priest Coffee. Shout Mad out Priest <laughs> Coffee. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Hashtag not sponsored. Not, Yet. not sponsored. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, this is interesting. It's a very interesting thing. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not a flavored coffee guy. No. I no. don't know if that's come through yet on the podcast. Yet, You're not a flavored coffee not guy. Not a coffee, flavored coffee guy. But, and this, this kind of has like a flavor, but it's not. Yeah. I don't know. It's extremely fruity. It is very fruity. Um, And I, we don't have like, usually we have some like tasting notes to go by or you know kind of add to but there's not really any no i'm the, sure there is on the website fruit punch is the yeah tasting it's, a, it's yeah, a fruit it's, punch yeah yeah it's it's a lot of different things i just imagine that they were like all right here's what we're gonna do like get all the this rotten nasty fruit and throw it in this barrel yeah now i want to believe that they threw the the coffee cherries in mm. with it oh like, that'd be interesting you know and then let it ferment with the coffee cherry, like, and all the other yeah. fruits, and then, and then do the process of removing, yeah. uh, extracting the bean from the cherry. I doubt that's what they did. Maybe I don't know. We needed but, to. We needed to. Uh, I needed to look up what deep fermentation in coffee means. Yeah, it's you know? not bad. It's not bad. No, it's it's it's, it's uh yeah, it's like a very um. I mean, you can almost taste. I mean, if you if I would taste it and they wouldn't and I didn't know that it was fermented, I wouldn't be like, yeah, this is fermented coffee. But now I can I could taste it and like, oh, there uh, maybe that weird aspect yeah, they, of it yeah, is the fermentation. A, there's a little bit. Of, I was just trying to bring that out, like the way that I was I was sipping, yeah, seeing if I could. There was any way to bring out that that fermentation taste. Yeah, it's, it's one of the it's brightest. There. It's just like it's probably one of the fruitiest coffees I've ever had. Acidic, acidic. Yeah. Like yeah. when I'm like you know when you when you're eating fruit. And you have that aftertaste of like you just ate fruit. Mm -hmm. This is exactly yeah, what that what, tastes like. That's what that is. So, but it's good. It's yeah, a little different. A little different. That's we're what we're about different. here. Yeah, a little odd. We're a little odd. Well, but we love God. I think I'm a little odd. You're probably not that odd. Nah, I doubt it. I it, you you uh your character is, is judged by your company. Oh, so, um, oh, I like that. I like. Yeah, I'm trying to be. I've said this several times, and I'm gonna say it on the podcast. I'm in my Garrett era. Oh, geez. 
<laughs> where I'm trying to be like you, bro. You, you did buy my shoes. I so. bought your shoes. What else have I, I I done? Something else that I'm like, this is so Garrett. Yeah, tell the people what they need to know about the the Tevas. I'm telling uh, you what right now, Garrett. Hashtag this not is not sponsored. Yeah, but. this is the last uh, last episode we recorded. He's in my kitchen. We're just having a conversation. I just look down. I'm like, dude, what are these shoes? He's like, they're Tevas. And I just I didn't think anything else of it. But then it just hit me on a Monday morning. I'm like, I'm gonna look up these shoes. Yeah, they they are. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. They're, you know, I was like, oh, they're pricey. Tell the people how they've changed your life, though. But I have, well, since I've got them, I've not, I like, I've wore them every day. I wear them to oh, work. Yeah. I even got made fun of by a friend. They're like, what are you wearing? Like, you really picked that out of your collection of shoes? I'm like, yes. They're going above my Nikes. They're going above my, Whoa. you know, my Brooks. Now you're going to burn through them fast. Because they, yeah. So the, the thing with these shoes, they're called Ember Mocks. Mm-hmm. And so they're like a, a moccasin, but like reimagined. So they have a, a thicker outsole. Um, yeah. And then, uh, but the top is all like a quilted mm-hmm. canvas. Now, I, I wanted some because I have terrible feet. And um, so I, I like to wear house slippers and, and such. And so I've been on the quest for the perfect house slipper. Yeah. And these are these are pretty close, but I end up, I, I do wear them to the store or wear them to like take out the trash. I will not wear them to work. Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm not yeah. that bold, uh, man. You know, but man, they they are warm, they're comfy, yeah. and they have like sport mode, and they have slip on mode. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the uh, back folds down; you yeah. can just slip your foot right in. It's super nice. I mean, super nice. I feel like it's there's a word um, that comes to mind when I think of like stuff you buy. What is the word? Is it utilitarian? Is that what I'm thinking about? Like that's that's very useful. Multi-use. Multi-use. Like you just you you have things that are is very useful to well, you, and I like that about you. My my goal in life is to uh, is to employ like the the hiker backpacker outdoors person style yeah to someone who really doesn't see the outdoors that often yeah. And so, like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not you know. I wish I lived in, you know, a place where the nature and the world was right outside my door and there's all sorts yeah. of adventures to be had within 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, but that's just not what Central Illinois is. No. And um, and that's okay. And, and I, you know, don't hear me saying I don't love Central Illinois. I do. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I'll ever leave. But... It has its perks. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that is not a perk mm-hmm. is... The outdoor recreation. If yeah. you, yeah, if you don't yeah. like to fish, or if you don't have a good spot to hunt, it's kind of it's, it's tough sledding out here. I really, I, in my mind, okay, coming from West Virginia, I thought yeah. I'm going to be able to find a place to hunt here in the Midwest. No, yeah. no, it's different. <laughs> it's just not. I mean, West Virginia. Literally, I can walk out my back door, walk up the mountain, and hunt. Yeah, um, and and I didn't do that. Because, you know, I was like, well, I don't really have an ATV, and I'm really not going to walk up the mountains. But, you know, here, in, living in Illinois, I really wanted to get into hunting. Sure. You know, family was all into it. I do love the idea of it, and I just haven't done it since I was a kid. But, like, yeah, you can't find, you know, uh, all the you, public land. Is There's there's a there's hundred other hunters there. Well, and, and yeah. And the thing that's different here than, like, West Virginia is when there's a hundred other, other hunters in, you know, a 10-square-mile area. yeah. yeah. Well, it's all flat, 10 square miles. It's all flat. You know, yep. whereas you get out in the mountains and it's broken up. You could have 100 people you can. in 10 square miles and you won't ever know Never that they're there. Yep. Because Never there's so many different, you know, yep. the, the the land is more broken up. Yep. Um, here it's just 
it's dangerous. Uh, it I, is. I mean, it can be very dangerous because yeah. there's just no stopping uh, a shot. Um, now, bow hunting is different. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why it's it's so big here. But, yeah. Dude, so. Tomorrow's Halloween. Yeah. All right. For our listeners. For our listeners. So, we, this is number one, our obligatory plug the Camp Monsters podcast. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, because it's fantastic. It's from REI. They tell stories like campfire stories. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I know that I turned you on to it. Was it last year? Yeah, you did. I think last year, the year before. Um, and I've been listening to it a little bit. I listened to uh, Tommy Knockers. Yeah, that's the next on my list. Yeah. Um, I listened to the Taylor Poe one. Here's the thing. If you don't like scary stories, like this is this is a, a really good place to start because they're not that scary. Like, yeah. But they're just, they're just kind of fun campfire stories yeah they are they're, they're creepy and the, and the guy does know? a good job you know um he does a, a really good job telling the stories and the so, ambience of it just mm-hmm. like that he's got a very good like if you're listening fire with headphones yeah. and like you're just zoned out you're you feel like you're right in front of the fire yeah but i have to make sure that i turn it down to 1.25 speed instead of oh. 1.5 or 75 or yeah depending on which one i'm listening to okay but anyway so good. Yeah. Now, I don't have a lot of scary stories. Like, yeah. I don't have, like, a lot of, like, you know, bank of scary stories. I don't know how many you've got, but I know you've got one. <laughs> there's, there's, there's one. That's gold. <laughs> so, it's absolutely gold. Yeah, yeah. So, I feel like I've, I, you know, it's so, it's one of those stories that when you tell it, mm-hmm. I feel like it's imprinted in my brain. I feel like I could tell the story for you at this yeah, point. Yeah, man. I like, like that. It's just, like, so right and fresh. It's like I just heard it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, it's scary story time. tell us from the crib dude goodness all right so here here's the here's full disclosure um we are re-recording this part because something went weird with uh with the computer yeah and it's kind of sad just so you know the last time he hit that button when Mm -hmm. we weren't recording scared you i told him we need to turn it down i turned it back up you did (laughs) that's the thing it's like you know because I, I was like, we can't, we can't have it that loud. Somebody's going to wet their pants. So, you know, we're going to yeah. be liable for this. Yeah, you know? someone may have let a little bit of poop out on their oh, commute. My goodness. You know? Anyway, all right, yeah, I didn't watch Tales of the Crypt. Again, I'm a chicken. Well, it's okay, know, man. Just a big old chicken. So, if you're, okay, if you're going to watch a scary movie, though, watch Barbarian. No. But I'm telling people out there right now, watch Barbarian, but also don't watch Barbarian. You know what I'm saying? Like, watch it, but I didn't tell you to watch it because <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, oh! I was gonna say the 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 new haunted mansion is pretty good. The one, on yeah, Disney I want to watch it. Yeah. I do want to watch that it's, one? It's pretty good. It's not like you know, it's got a good story. That's the that's the nice thing. Okay, it's, and it's a cool concept. So yeah, if you feel like the old version of the haunted mansion is kind of played out, where we accidentally bought a haunted house and now we have to scare the ghosts out so that mm. we can live in this haunted house, different story. Yeah, it's different. You okay, know, I feel like that's the premise of Casper too, isn't it? Yes, it is. You know, so like, gosh, what a classic. Anyway, like, yeah, those those kind of story, it, they do a better job of explaining why you actually have to solve the problem because mm. in today's real estate market, why wouldn't you just offload the haunted house? <laughs> You know, just be like, we don't. We are it's out. so true. That's you can buy this place at a six and a half percent interest rate. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Anyway, scary story time. We're not talking about housing market. That is a scary story. Uh, we're not that podcast. No, we're not that <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and I feel like there should be a disclaimer on your story because I've heard your story. I love yeah. your story. It's great. Um, yes. 
Now, we don't want this to like alter your faith or change the way that you see God or Jesus or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in the spiritual <laughs> world at all. Because again, we're not that podcast. We're not ghost hunters. But you do have a wild thing yeah. that happened to you. Yeah. While you lived in Taylorville. Yeah, I'm not going out and getting uh, EVP pods and being uh, Ghost Adventures. No. All know. right, so I'm going to get out of the way and let you tell the story. All right, so if I could, uh, you know, if, if you're a fan of Are You Afraid of the Dark, I'm going to title this Terror in Taylorville. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I lived in Taylorville uh, over two years. Lived in a top-down duplex. Yep. Um, you know, I lived on the bottom. Neighbors lived on the top. Now, let's just say... You know, you're starting out your typical scary story or your typical <laughs> scary show. You're going to have some weird neighbors. All right. Yeah. The neighbors were weird. God loved their little hearts. <laughs> God bless them, but they were all. God, God bless them. But, but, you know, I've seen some weird things in my life. <laughs> They're weird. Okay. And it's just like they just, they fought a lot. Like I had audio of them fighting, screaming. And it's just like, this is insane. It was a mother daughter situation. And then there was the kid there. And, but then there was other people that came and went as well, but mostly it was the mother Maybe people. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. And like, she was probably 60. I couldn't tell if maybe she was older or maybe her life had just been hard on her. And maybe she was younger than she looked. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I feel like older you're saying woman. drugs without saying drugs. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so yeah, so older than a younger guy, probably my age. Uh, but so I'm very observant with with neighbors. So I, I always try to figure out patterns. Sure. Um, and not not like in a crazy, creepy way. I just want to know, like, if you know what time you're going to work, what time you're coming, what time you're going. I just want to know that stuff, especially if you're in the same. Uh, building per se, I guess. But, um, so, you know, I just, I observe. Mm-hmm. And so I would observe things and observe things about them. And I, I figured out stuff and they were always very loud, not only in just, they would scream and fight at each other, but also like walking and moving and doing anything. Well, and you lived in like, it was an old house. It was an like, old house. And so the, the floors are thin. I mean, the they, it wasn't are, intended to be. It a, was not intended to be a duplex. A duplex. Yeah. No. So it's one house that they turned into a duplex sure. yeah. and they just kind of blocked off the way to the upstairs and turned it into a duplex. So, yeah. So it's, it's very old, very, you can hear everything. Yeah. And so a lot of noises that I heard, I just kind of chalked up to them. Like it's okay. It's them. Cause I hear yeah. it all the time during the day. So it's like, all oh, right. Yeah. That's just, you know, then they would smoke a lot and the cigarette smoke would like come down into my apartment. And like, I mean, it would wake me up sometimes. I'm like, man, quit smoking, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. So just, just all that stuff I would notice. Well, after a while, this was kind of the last year I was living in Taylorville. I was living there alone and I woke up, I would wake up at three o'clock in the morning. One particular night I woke up at three o'clock in the morning. Now all you spiritual people, you're going to be like, Oh, three o'clock in the morning. That's the witching hour. That's the, that's the, that's the time of the day when the spirit realm is, is closest and it's open and all the gates and all that stuff. You know? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. It's, it's, that's a deep dive. We're not that podcast. No, we're not that podcast. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, three o'clock in the morning, I get up to PP, right? And, and I just hear furniture scooting around. No, I think, wait, there is an important detail to note here. Yeah. Again, I just heard this story. Mm -hmm. Like these people, 
they worked the night shift though. They did That's work the said. night. Yes. So I had figured out by this time, obviously, yeah. um, that they worked the night shift. So I know that they're gone. Nobody's there. Nobody's there. Kid's not there. Kid's not there. Mama's they, not there. They take the kid somewhere else. I don't know where they take him, but they okay. take him somewhere else. Sure. And I had figured out, um, you know, living there two and a half years, I think. I had figured out they leave about eleven thirty to twelve between that time. Both of them sure. gone by midnight. Then they're home. Both of them are home by the time I leave for work in the morning, which is six thirty, six forty, somewhere around there. Sure. <clears throat> so three o'clock in the morning, I'm waking up and. Usually I wake up in the middle of the night, it's no thing, like it's whatever. But this time, like I heard the furniture scooting like crazy, okay? And I'm like, wait, what are they doing at 3 o'clock in the morning moving furniture? So it's just, you know, it's like, hey, whatever. I'm just going, I'm going back to bed. Mm. So then next night, this is like a consecutive night thing that it starts happening, right? And I'm like, okay, this, you know, I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning again. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. They're they're moving furniture again. <laughs> I'm like, man, they just love to rearrange, right? Now, now wait a minute here. Middle like, of the night. Then it starts like, then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like this this is getting weird. Why are they moving furniture? But in, again, it's three o'clock in the morning. I got to get up in three hours. I'm going back to bed. Yeah. So I go back to bed. So then the next time that I wake up three o'clock in the morning again, then it just kind of clicks. They're not home, and I hear like. I hear this run from the from the end. You've been in my apartment. So yeah. you'd been there. For, when you walk in the front door, there's a very long hallway. A perfect place for like a figure to be standing at the end of. At the you end. Know? Like you look down that long hallway and there's like a figure and it, it starts like running at you. You're, and it's like in your brain already. Like, yeah. you know, you can see where that. Yes. Uh, the the creepiness would be yes so like give myself goosebumps talking about i know it. i got chills when you so. said that like, it's really creepy but honestly like i like so the long hallway okay i heard literally something running down that hallway and in my mind i'm thinking well okay that sounds like the kid but i know the kid's not there because i know they're not home yeah and i had looked specifically um after i heard that like the furniture because the furniture was moving then i heard the running so i'm like then all this like you know I'm like, mm-mm, <laughs> you know, something's wrong. Like I, you know, and, and just to give everybody an idea, like I've got, I've got YouTube on in my bedroom as I sleep <laughs> playing scripture. Like, you know, I got, the God, I got God's word just basking in the ambience oh at volume God. 50. Okay. Like, <laughs> so, so the word is permeating the sure, atmosphere, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to go back to bed. Yeah. Very hard to ignore because now yeah, it's, they're running. Now it's in my mind. Yeah. Right. And so I go back to bed. I'm like, all right, Jesus, you know, protect me. Like, you know, <laughs> like it's not, it's not in my, my domicile. Yeah. It's in the building, but it's not in my yeah. little place of, of peace here. So, you know, next night I wake up again. I, you know, I pop my eyes open. I'm like, oh, God, help me. Like, it's 3 o'clock. Yeah, it's 3 a.m. again. Like, I look at my phone. I'm like, All shoot. On 31st. <laughs> yeah. The mood was full. <laughs> yeah. So I get up. I go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so sure enough, I hear the furniture moving again. Now, like, like now it's directly above the bathroom where I'm at. And I felt like, okay, this, this sounds now very intentional because now I know they're not home. And before I went to bed that night, I, I watched them leave because I'm like, oh, Jesus, help me. Like, they're, they're, they're leaving. So any noise I hear, I now know that they're, it's not going to be them. 
<laughs> so I know that they got a dog, right? Yeah. So they had just got this dog. And I knew that they had put the dog in a crate. One that she mentioned that she asked me how I trained Apollo. And I was like, well, I put him in a crate. She put the dog in a crate. And I knew every morning when I was making coffee in my coffee room, that's where the crate was. Because yeah. I heard the dog moving around sure. up there. And so I knew the dog was in that area. Okay. So that this night I woke up. I had never one time heard this dog bark ever. Okay. And I heard they're running again all the way down that hallway. Stomp, I mean, hard stomping running. And it stopped right where the bathroom was, where I was. That dog. Right above you. Right above me. That dog <laughs> started going ballistic. Dude, it's a good thing you're in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, <laughs> like if I wasn't about to like poo poo, I was about to, I was about to, you know. And so, like, I'm like, okay, I, like everything about like every spiritual thing is coming out now. I'm like, oh no, Jesus, like Lord Jesus, please, Lord, like I'm praying, I'm praying hard, bro. Like yeah. I'm praying, drop sweats of blood, like you know, like I'm like, no, uh, uh-uh, Lord, like this is not happening. Yeah. Yeah. So then I go to I go to bed, you know, and honestly, I don't know how I slept, but I did. I went back to bed. I slept, and so the next day, which is this is what was so odd. Okay, I had never had a conversation with this woman other than in passing, like yeah. just really pa- like brief passing, like hey, like, hi, yeah, bye. Yeah. Um, but so she, I was moving. I was in the process of moving. Thank God. <laughs> and I was out on the landing where our steps meet, and she had come out. And I had forgot to mention this part uh, the first time I told this story. But there was, and I have a picture somewhere of this. There was this bird that somehow had got in between the windowsill and the glass. Okay. You know, it had got in between and died. Okay. Somehow it died. We don't know how it got in there, but it was contorted in this very terrifying way, dude. I mean, it was terrifying. I showed pictures of my friend. They're like, dude. That's like there's something wrong with that bird. I'm like, I, yeah, something's weird with that bird. Like, because it's like contorted. So anyway, there's that. So I'm outside in the landing. I'm having to look at that thing. <laughs> so she comes down and she goes, "Hey, I have a question." And dude, I just knew in my mind, in my <laughs> in my spirit you eye, knew she was gonna ask you. I, I knew oh, she I'm was sorry. gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I knew she was gonna ask about the stuff going on. So she says do you have anything weird happening in your apartment? And I just smiled at her and I was like, no, but you do. (laughs) And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, listen, I was like, your apartment is literally alive Mm -mm. at three o'clock in the morning every night, like furniture moving. She's like, oh my God. She's like, I'm coming home and my furniture's moved. And I'm like, yeah, you got stuff going on. She's like, yeah, well, you know, they've been following me around. <laughs> I look at her and I'm like, at this point, the like the Pentecostal side of me is like, mm, like, you know, <laughs> like I got the Holy Spirit welling up in me and I'm just, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and she's, I'm like, who's following you around? She's like, the, my little shadow friends. I'm like, oh, okay. Then the, then the kid says, <laughs> and the big black, the big black figure uh, comes and visits me at night. 
I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> y'all have a good day. I'm moving now. <laughs> yeah, I stepped, I stepped back into my apartment, and dude, I'm talking like I prayed heaven down. I'm like, I'm like Holy Ghost, I, like Holy Ghost, God. I'm not even Holy Spirit anymore. I'm like Holy Ghost. I got my anointing oil out. I went full on 1975 Pentecostal Church of God, like on my, and I prayed so hard, and I slept like a baby after that. Well, it what's funny to me about this. Is like I don't know, like it, probably many of our listeners maybe don't know you very well. Mm-hmm. Like my friend Cody here is one billion percent serious. I'm so, like, I'm so I know serious. We're, I know we're laughing about this stuff, but like no, like no, 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 I'm uh, yeah, because um, you you told me mm-hmm. this story <laughs> like like right after I'd been at your house. Yes, like thank God you didn't tell me it while we were in your house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I think I would have moved you in my garage or something because oh. I'd been scared for you. But no, yes. I, it, yeah. And so like the yeah yeah you were when you talk about praying and playing the scripture and all this is not <laughs> dramatic. No, like, this is uh, I make it like I make it sound dramatic, but I'm dead serious. Oh yeah, no yeah, it is hundred percent hundred percent serious. So yeah, man. So that's yeah. my that's the one story in my life that I can think. Man, this is very weird. Very unexplained. I mean, you you can probably explain. Sure, it, but that's not. We're not that podcast. And no, I, I don't. I I don't genuinely like, generally like talking about the dark stuff. Sure, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, it it was scary. It's a it's a wild story. So it's yeah. either you know somebody like you know somebody broke into their house at three a.m. Yeah. which <laughs> right. also is a possibility. Yeah, for sure. You know, for like, sure. Especially if they've been watching their patterns and know that they're not home, and yeah. you know, if they already like people with you know questionable yeah questionable relationships and friends and that kind of stuff that totally could have been happening too um, yeah or or it's halloween baby it's halloween so uh, we'll <laughs> leave that out there um but yeah you talked a lot about prayer yeah man which makes me think about prayer when we talked to, we started a conversation about prayer we're gonna hard shift here um nice into, segue though yeah i thought it was pretty good so anyway uh we want to consent cont- continue our conversation mm-hmm. about prayer uh, last time we talked about pausing. Uh, today we're going to talk about the R part of praying. But before we yeah. do that, uh, we have a quick little blurb about the pour over. Yeah. Let's hear it. I'll be back. Do you ever feel like you need more from your news sources? Do you ever feel like you struggle to see the Christian perspective when reading the news? Don't doom scroll through biased and toxic news sources anymore. We have a solution. A group of Christian millennials think they've fixed the news. It's called the pour over, and it has two goals. Keep its readers informed about world events and keep its readers focused on Christ. That means providing politically neutral coverage of events and pairing it with brief biblical reminders. Go to thepourover.org and subscribe with just one click. Also listen to the pour over today on all podcast platforms. Not conservative, not liberal, just Christian. Check out the pour over. Sweet. So in Matthew chapter 6, when Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray, he begins with, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed's a weird word. It's mm-hmm. a word that we don't typically talk about. Um, it's not one of those words that are typically in our common English vernacular. Yeah. Um, but what he is doing is he's beginning with a posture of worship. Yeah. And he goes goes on to say, "Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven." And and 
it's really this submission to God, but also just this recognition that, that God is Lord and God is God. Yeah. And so um, the R, so we've been going through this P-R-A-Y um, acronym for prayer. Um, and the P was pause. Yeah. R is rejoice. Mm-hmm. A is ask and Y is yield. And so we're going to get to ask and yield later on. But today we really wanted to, to look at rejoicing. Yeah. Um, and and look, look at what... Uh, what we need to do in this part of our prayer. So with that in mind, real quick, before we dive headlong into this, Mm -hmm. do you feel like this part comes naturally to you in your prayer life? Um, yes. Yeah, I do. Um, however, I've, I've at times overthought it. Okay. And talk about that. This has really made me simplify it. I I think, um, again, it kind of goes back to, I like, like even the pause part, like I just like, I feel like I have to uh, fill the air with my words. Okay. And I don't. Sure. Um, it talked about in the very first page of the, uh, of this, of talking about adoration. Literally there was a guy who just prayed my God and my all, my God and my all. Mm. And that's so simple. Um, and, and at times I feel like I have to have the wordiest words and the most beautiful things to talk about God and to, and to uh, rejoice uh, and, and to worship him, but I really just, all I have to say is my God and my all. And that's this, and that's the same thing. And it's saying everything. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like I've overcomplicated it at times, but also I do feel like it's one, I, I would look at this, you know, and say, oh, this is the one that I could probably, you know, probably would come more natural yeah, sure. uh, than any of them. So when you're, when you're like in this adoration phase, mm-hmm. like, do you, do you find yourself telling God about God or do you find yourself giving thanks? Which, what's more natural for you? Um, I, I think it's more of a think, a think like yeah. uh, thanking him. Um, there are parts times where I'm like, God, you're so, God, you're so amazing. Thank you for being sure. so loving or like, you know, um, and, and at times like in my life, it has been more of a telling God about God. Like yeah. that's what I thought it was supposed to be. Sure. But then that thankfulness of just like kind of reading this, reading the scripture or pausing for that moment and then just coming out of that and just thanking God yeah. for being God. You know, yeah. Something I found that was interesting is um, years ago I picked up something called the Panda Planner, mm-hmm. and the Panda Planner is like a you know a structured daily journal mm-hmm. where you basically just line out your day, and and they've got some things that they call like the daily offices or the you know the things that you just deal with. Yeah. Now the Panda Planner is not like a Christian book, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have like overtly Christian values like baked into it somewhere either, like. It's just a book that's supposed to help you, um, you know, live your best life. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> like I that's that sort right of now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what what's interesting is it had a place for gratitude. Mm. It's like where it, it wants you to cultivate this thing of gratitude. And so what I did is like I wanted to know like, hey, is there real benefits to gratitude outside of um, outside of what we see in the Judeo-Christian value mm. or or even a, a, a deist background of like, you know, yeah. thanking some sort of deity um, and recognizing a greater power. Is is there, if you take that away, mm-hmm. let's say somebody is, is listening and is agnostic or atheist or whatever, right. is there benefit to being thankful? Because the Panda Planner was saying, yes, there is. Yeah, like, absolutely. And like there's other other research and other studies and stuff that have have, have pushed you towards gratitude. I mean, Thanksgiving 
is a universally like recognized, you know, holiday amongst, yeah. you know, Americans. Yeah. And the number of Americans who believe in God mm-hmm. is shrinking. Yeah. But people are still celebrating Thanksgiving. And I think that people still yeah. like want to cultivate some sorts, some, some sort of sense of gratitude. And here's what I found. So quick little, uh, quick little, you know, AI study here. Um, according to a summary of a bunch of different medical journals and whatnot, mm-hmm. here are some of the potential benefits of, of being thankful and practicing gratitude. It okay. says improved mood. Reduce stress, mm-hmm. enhanced relationships, mm-hmm. increased resilience. I liked that one. Ooh. Like these are mental health things. Yeah. Increased resilience. It says uh, grateful people tend to be more resilient in the face of adversity. Mm. Better at bouncing back from difficulties. Yeah. Now that's just the that's just the mental health benefits. Mood, improved mood, reduced stress, enhanced relationships. Yeah. Increased resilience. And I think that checks out. Yeah, right? it does. Now sure. here's the physical health benefits. Okay. Which I found was interesting. Better sleep. Wow. All right. Yeah. And that kind of ties to the mental thing. Yeah. The next one is lower blood pressure. Man. Okay. Um, okay. And then pain management and even like a an immune system boost. Okay. Um, so it, I don't know. I don't know where they're coming up with this stuff. Yeah. Um, or how they're doing these studies. But it's interesting to see that there has been research done mm-hmm. that shows that there is a direct tie yeah. to better living yep. by cultivating gratitude. Absolutely. Um, and even if you take God out of the equation, like, you know, it's good for you mm-hmm. to be thankful. Yeah. Um, and I think that there is like a baseline understanding of, you know, it will reduce stress. I mean, if you're not, if you're not worried about what you don't have, yeah. you're going to be content with what you do have. Mm. And that's going to, that's going to help reduce stress or Preach. help you sleep better or whatever those things are. Yeah. Um, but here in this prayer, we see Jesus model this for us mm-hmm. and, and adore God. Now he doesn't, he doesn't go into Thanksgiving here. Right. Right. You know, he is more telling God who God is, mm-hmm. which I think is, is always an interesting thing. God doesn't need to be reminded of who he is, Yeah, but right. we need to remind ourselves of who he is. And yeah. that's why we do that. And I think that's the, that's yeah. the point. Yeah. hundred percent. And, yeah. and so I think that when David, you know, in the Psalms is writing to God about God, God doesn't need to know that's right. that he's these things, that's but right. David needs to be reminded he, and he, he needs to remind us. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, people who are reading these, these prayers back. Yeah. I've always, so, I've always heard that. I've always heard uh, preach the gospel to yourself yeah, or, or preach to yourself about who God is because we need to be reminded daily. Sure. Um, so that's, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's, that's always super interesting and I think it's going to draw you to a place of mm-hmm. just, you know, better communion with God yeah. and, and a better understanding of God. And, and also it's, it makes it easier to want to sit with him. Mm-hmm. Like when you, when re- you rejoice early in your prayers, like, yeah, it makes it easy to want to want to be there. Yep. You're like when you remember and recognize that this is the God of the universe that's listening to you. Yeah, you know whether you're praying in the morning or praying at three a.m. because you know you're afraid that you know <laughs> uh, there's evil above you. Amen. Uh, whatever it is, though, it, when you recognize who God is, it's yeah. like there is a, a peace that comes with this. Absolutely. Um, so I mean, yeah, I, I find that super interesting when you look at. Um, when when you look at the praise side of it, like mm-hmm. how that's helping helping us connect with God and have a better understanding of God, this is, and then there's this other side of it with gratitude, mm-hmm. of being reminded of who God is in the face of adversity. Yeah, and and it's so special. 
Yeah, there's a uh, there's a portion of this book that that kind of brings all of that to the forefront, I think. And uh, he says that we need to remember um, whenever we approach him, wherever we've been, wherever you know, whatever we've done, uh, he assures us that God is on our side. And that kind of that moment of adoration and that yep. moment of uh, um, you know hallowing mm-hmm. uh, that hallowed time, um, it just reminds us. Sure. Uh, that everything that we've done before that moment, everything that has brought us to that moment, God is right there with us and on our side. And God is God. And God is God. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's a beautiful, um, it's, it's beautiful to come out of the pause yeah. and go into that, that rejoicing and that adoration. I think it's yeah. beautiful. Like God is God is God. And, and you yeah. know, he's there with you in that moment. So, yeah. all right. So if we were quick three point sermon. If we were going to give people a quick three-point sermon mm-hmm. surrounding all of this, mm-hmm. I think the number one piece of this, what what we see modeled from Jesus and what we just talked about, mm-hmm. is like when you tell God about who God is, mm-hmm. when you hallow Him, yeah. when you celebrate Him, when you pull out His His remarkable qualities mm-hmm. and present that before God, yeah. like what you're doing is you, you are reminding yourself of who God is and Absolutely. who you are to God. I think one of my favorite psalms. I don't. I don't even know which psalm it is, but yeah. there is a line. Line in there is that who 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 am I that you would be mindful of? Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. When I is that psalm eight. I don't remember. Yeah. Um. But I I know that like that is something that in my prayer journal it's it's there. Yeah. It's like if there's a long stream of me like you know God you are good powerful and loving all you all yeah. these wonderful things. There's always this piece at the end of who am I. Mm-hmm. That you would be mindful of, me. yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, and I, I love that. I love that idea that you know, some someone so lofty would send their son to die for me, and that's special. Um, so there's there's that piece of adoration where we're reminding ourselves, yeah, Psalm eight, who, okay, yeah. perfect, of who who God is, yeah, um, and and that's powerful. So that's point number one. Point mm-hmm. number two. Okay. Let's go with that gratitude track. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, moving moving that way. We, again, we just talked about there's there's benefits to your health of just cultivating gratitude in your life, but there's even greater benefits to your spiritual health Absolutely. by cultivating gratitude. Um, and so, like you you already said that like that's something that comes pretty easy to you. Yeah. Whoa. What would you tell somebody like? Where do you start with a list of things to be thankful for? Is there something too small to give thanks for? Now, I, in my mind, no. Yeah. Um, in my mind, the smallest of things we could be thankful for, and it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, it's something that I've I've really tried to work on in my life, just being thankful for the small things because I do tend to worry about the big things. Mm. Uh, I tend to worry about a lot of the, you know, the stuff I don't have yeah, and I need to be thankful for the stuff I do have. Um, so I, I think, no, there's nothing too small that we can't be thankful for because I, I think it just continues to cultivate, um, this really big, I mean, if you're, if you're giving thanks over the, um, you know, all the small things, yeah, I, I feel like, um, you know, it's just going to cultivate a very deep, sense of gratitude in your life. Yeah. Uh, when you're thankful for everything. Yeah. Even the small things. One of the things that you do that I don't do, and I imagine both, most of our listeners don't do is write music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've listened to some of your music and there is a, there is a thankful, worshipful undertone. Oh yeah. You know, to okay. everything you're doing, yeah. whether you're talking about brokenness 
or you're talking about grace or you're talking about love or whatever those things are that you're you're rapping about. Wow. There there is a sense of worship in that. Yeah. It's wow. like you've redeemed this. And like talk you want to talk a little bit about that? Like where wow. does that come from? Like do you think about that? Is that like a cognizant thing as you're writing the music? Wow. Yeah. That's uh man, that's a kind of a deep um Never know you picked up on that. That's cool. Well, I've never turned the tables on you as the artist. Yeah, so you did. I don't. I, don't, uh, <laughs> I, I want. I want. Um, this is a unique perspective. It Most is, people aren't songwriters. So yeah, I, I, people have. I have long since um, wrote music from a place of worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, my deepest, deepest moments of. Um, I would always call my songs my psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that place of like, you're going to hear brokenness. Yeah. You're going to hear good, good things. You're going yeah. to hear it, but it always comes from a place of like, this is the deepest part of who I am. This is me worshiping. This yeah. is so, so yeah. Like when people, you know, they, yeah, it comes out in rap music, but for me personally, I've never really, I've never really wanted to call myself a rapper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like man, this is just me worshiping. This is how I know how to worship. It just so happened that I got it from Jay-Z and 50 Cent when I yeah. was in high school. Like, yeah. you know, and, um, but yeah, it always, it always comes out that way. And that, that's very, um, it's my way of like, it's my journaling. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, some people don't, um, you know, they don't, like, they don't know or I haven't really talked about it ever, but like, that's the deepest part of my soul is mm. those words. Yeah. And that's, that's where I'm coming from with it. And I don't know how to write any other way. Sure. Like I know some rappers are like, they're great storytellers. Yeah. And they're great at this and they're great at that. And I, I, I'm just, I, where I find myself, if I could call myself great, which I'm not, I'm not saying that, but like when I find, when I really get into a rhythm Maybe I should say that when I, when I really get into a rhythm and a, and a place where I feel like I flow yeah, is where I'm, where I'm really being that very deep place of worship and gratitude and it brokenness or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And I think one of the cool things about like, and I haven't listened to all your stuff, but the stuff I've listened to is you're not like, so you talk, just talked about like how there's nothing too small to give thanks for. Yeah. And I think about my kids and the way that they pray and you know, they're, it's, Thank you for the house. Thank you for the family. Thank you for the dog. Thank I love you when for, you're talking you know, about like, that on Sunday. Yeah. yeah, and and that's and that's and that's cool. Uh, it's fun to listen to them pray that way. Yeah. Um, but then what I like about what you're talking about here is mm-hmm. that you aren't thanking God for the little things here. You're thanking Him for the overarching grace that has yeah. redeemed your life. Absolutely, like redemption. And so, no matter what situation you find yourself in. Mm-hmm. You can praise the Lord, yeah, because He's redeemed this situation, and this isn't forever. Yeah, I, I um, this week I was reading in Philippians, and just Philippians four thirteen. You know, I can get, I can, in, well, I can do all things through Christ who gives, gives me strength. I, I prefer I can endure all things mm. through Christ who gives me strength. And He talks about He knows what it's like, not like to be, or He knows what it's like to be hungry and naked and and oppressed and yeah. in prison and all of these things. Like He knows that that feeling. Yeah. But he also knows that there is something better on the other side of this. And so his posture is one of worship. Yeah. And it's, and at the, you know, the beginning of that, that book in mm-hmm. Philippians, it's, you know, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Yeah. Man. It's like, if I'm here, 
this is a life devoted to worship. Yeah. You know, and then if, if I should die, then great is my reward. Yeah. And thanks be to God yeah. for redeeming somebody like me. And, and I see that in like in music too, when you, when you talk about, um, some of the some of the songs you've written, or even if you go rewind, mm-hmm. big rewind back to the beginning of Bad Apples, yeah, where they were kind of these just meanderings of yeah. just praise of like, <laughs> God, you've not abandoned me, yeah, um, man, you know, yeah. and uh, I think that's so special where you see the Thanksgiving and the worship, and maybe Thanksgiving for you needs to begin with, hey, let's let's list five things that you're thankful for every yeah. day, yeah. five things that you're thankful for Absolutely. every day, um. And if that's not you, if you're not doing that, I mean, try it. See what happens. Yeah. Um, you know, thank thank God for five things. Maybe at the end of your day, mm-hmm. where you ha- you're, you're forced to look backwards. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the nice things about praying with my kids at the end of the night is that, like, I look at when, when I'm praying with them. Um, so, like, for example, last night we went and visited um, my cousin Tim and mm-hmm. his wife Kaylee and and, uh, and their son. And, and um, we when we were praying last night, we thanked God for them, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. you know, we don't admittedly remember to do that every night, yeah. but that night we did because we'd spent time with him and, it, and we were thankful for that relationship with him and, yeah. and uh, our friendship there. And so when you're, when you piece those things apart, you begin to just look back on your day and be like, man, God used some of these things for good. Even he had a terrible day. Yeah. Like God was still redeeming some things for good. And, and that's, yeah. that's special. So there's a, uh, real quick, there's a prayer yeah. journal and I don't know, like, I, I don't remember exactly which one it was, but I got it. I bought it on Amazon, just a, just a prayer journal. And every day, um, it has a part where you list out things you're thankful for from the day. Yeah. And admittedly, like when I would do that, some days it was hard because some days I would have really rough days and I'd have to really, really think like, well, all right, what am I thankful for? Yeah. And, and so that it, it's a good practice, uh, sure. you know, to put into your day. Is, yeah. is trying to list out the things you're thankful for. So, And I think one of the beautiful things is baseline. Yeah. You have a Savior that you can be thankful for. That's right. You know. Uh, That's right. Every day. Yeah. yeah. And I'm doing this new thing at work, and people are kind of catching on. They're like, man, you're, like, you're that's really a positive spin. But every day I'm like, hey, this is the greatest Wednesday, or this is the greatest Thursday. And they're like, why? I'm like, because we broke records today. Today is the longest we've been alive. Yeah. Like we're breaking personal records. There you go. And they're like, okay. <laughs> like, and, and one, Mr. Dickerson, you're weird. And yeah. one, one, uh, one of my coworkers looked at me like, are you ever mad? Like, are, like, I'm like, yeah, of course I'm, I'm mad. Like, of course I get yeah. mad. But like, she's like, well, how are you just happy right now? <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, I don't know. Like, and it's just, I'm trying to cultivate that life of being thankful Yeah. where the day might be crap. Yeah. But, Hey, this is I'm alive today. Yeah, because God woke me up today. Well, it's like that. This is the day that the Lord is man. I'll rejoice. Uh, yeah, and be glad. Right. Like you know, Amen. whether and I know that there's a you know that can become flippant. Yeah, but there's something true to that, and yeah. which actually leads to point number three. Okay. Um, so, uh, point number one is mm-hmm. tell God who God is, yep. not for God's sake, but for yours, for your sake. Um, point number two is cultivate that that character of gratitude it's mm. better for your health but it's also better for your spiritual health yeah. and yeah. at the very least you have a savior you can be thankful for. and i love the word cultivate yeah because it means work for it yeah mm. there we go yeah and part three part three i love that uh in this part of um of the book um the author is really transparent 
with mm-hmm. sometimes it's it's just too hard yeah to be thankful yeah it's just too hard to be worshipful mm. um and i've been there i've been there in those those mornings where you know it just feels like it's impossible yeah. to to turn a kind word to god because yeah. you just feel so abandoned or so rejected mm. or so dismayed yeah um and i imagine many of our listeners have been too and so um this morning I was reading in Lamentations, um, because why not? Wow. Um, and, uh, and what I found interesting is like, he, he has so much, he's mourning throughout yeah. Lamentations. Yeah. So many things he's lamenting in Lamentations. Yeah. It's a pretty depressing book, but I was in Lamentations three and he turns a corner a couple times in that third chapter mm. where, and, and he eventually does it in the fifth chapter too. Um, where he turns his attention to God mm-hmm. and worships God in the midst of the suffering. And, and it's like, he reminds himself of the goodness of God and, in and, and, and through that. And if you look at the Psalms, David does the same thing. Yeah. And I bring this up, mm. not because we need to just try really hard to push through and be able to be like these heroes of the faith. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I love that Pete Gregg talked about is that liturgy written prayers. Yep are a gift. Yeah, they are. And in the evangelical church, we've kind of turned away from that because it's impersonal and it feels cold. And yeah. It feels, you know, like very religious, yeah. you know, institutionalized. Yeah. But in reality, those, like Jesus in Matthew 6, he gives us a liturgy. Yeah, he does. Prayer. Yeah. Because there's going to be days where it's just too hard. Yep to pray any prayer of thanksgiving or worship because it's yep. just the pits. It's just the worst. Yep. And I think that's where books like the Psalms, like Lamentations, even the prayers of Jesus. Yeah. You know, yeah. in the in the Garden of Gethsemane or the, the high priestly prayer or any of these places where you see Jesus praying. I think that those become very powerful and helpful mm-hmm. because there will be days where the adoration just doesn't flow absolutely and then just borrow the strength of somebody else yeah somebody who's wiser somebody whose words have been immortalized for thousands of years you know the book of common prayer oh yeah i have that dude it's it's beautiful i've never read the book of common prayer i mean yeah i haven't either but like i mean (laughs) i use it though like okay for example like um you know, if someone if someone is hurting or someone has lost someone, there's there's stuff in there for everything. There's, yeah. a, there's a prayer in there for everything. Yeah. Um, and it's just beautiful because it's it's ancient. Like, yeah. I mean, it's old. Like you know, prayers that are. And I got this uh, this resource because uh, you know I, I come from a. Um, in case you haven't picked up on it, come from a more spiritual Pentecostal. Yeah. Um, you know, church background, and so liturgy never even knew what that was, mm. but. I've kind of in my life now have more adopted a more liturgical way of praying and, and devotion. Yeah. And I have this book called, um, thou art my vision. Yeah. And it's a, it's a literally, it's just a devotional, but every day is like, it's laid out liturgically and it has prayers, Hmm. prayers of adoration, prayers of prayers of like confession. Like, and so if you can't, and and some mornings I just want to, Someone I don't want it to be so scripted. Sure. I just want to sit there with God. Yeah. But like on some mornings, like it just gives me everything and like it just leads me into this really deep place of um, 
you know, prayer yeah. and adoration and all that stuff. So it's just, it's, it's, it is beautiful. And, and a, a lot of people do look at it like it's, oh, this is too, you know, religious or too script, but it's, it's a really beautiful yeah. thing to, to add that to your time. For sure. And so I think that what we're saying there is like liturgy is your friend. Yeah. Like, you know, I, the, I the book of Psalms is your friend. Yeah. The book of Lamentations is your friend. Yep. The prayers of Jesus, they're your friend. I mean, like, yeah, know, scripture itself is there to help you absolutely grow in your relationship with, with the Lord. And part of that's through prayer. Yeah. And so we want to uh, want to remind you that if today you're listening to this and you're just like, I don't have any adoration. Mm. Well, you're not alone. Yeah. Somebody else has written words for you. Right. That you can turn to that probably actually ref- reflect a lot of what your heart is feeling. Yeah. Um, go to those resources and use those resources, whether Absolutely. it's the book of Psalms or the book, you know, of common prayer, or, yeah. um, lamentations or the words of Jesus and the gospel or the epistles, whatever it is, whatever yeah. it is that you need, use the resources at your disposal. Don't use your pain as a reason not to adore mm. the father. Cause if, mm. if you miss that, then it's going to become really difficult to sit with him because you'll begin to believe that God's really not good. Wow. Wow. And wow. So, um, say that. Can we say that again? You don't use your pain as a reason not to. Yeah, don't you oh, use good. your pain as a reason not to adore the Father. Yeah, you know that's um, beautiful. Because yeah, in this life you will have many troubles, but yeah. take heart. Take heart, man. Because mm. Jesus has overcome the world. Ooh. So yeah, that's beautiful. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's what we got with the R. Yeah, man. In the prayer, rejoice, rejoice always. Yeah. And so. Um, with, with that, um, Cody, you want to pray just like a, a thankful prayer, just a quick, short one. Yeah. Wrap us up. Sounds good. Um, God, we want to, uh, just come to you in this moment, uh, wherever people are listening, wherever, you know, wherever they are right now, whether it's physically, uh, whether they're at work, whether they're in the car at home, um, wherever they are spiritually, whether at a, they're at a place of easy adoration or whether they're finding it hard, God, we we just want to thank you that uh, you are a God that meets us uh, wherever we are. And God, you meet us in all of these moments and all of our, all of the things that we bring to that moment. God, you are a God that redeems all of that. And we're so thankful that you are our redeemer. And we're so thankful that, uh, whatever we bring to the table, whatever we bring to to you, whatever burdens that we bring or the burdens that we're not bringing, God, we're thankful that you are a God that's willing to take that and wear that for us. God, thank you so much uh, for your continued grace, uh, your sanctifying grace. God, we need it every day. God, walk us through that process of sanctification every single day. And God, let us meet uh, you in these moments in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. What, what do we leave the people with? God loved us first. God loved us best. And God loved us most. Most. This is the bad apples podcast. Yeah, it is. <laughs>